Rumour had it that Crow Island was haunted by witches. As I saw it for the first time, I understood why. People said the witches who had first discovered the island lived on in the bodies of the crows that flocked on every street corner and bare branch tree. They flew high above as the boat drew closer to the shore, a constellation of black stars against the bright summer sky. Tucked away beyond the murky water off the east coast, the island's crescent moon shape gave it the appearance of a curved spine, the body curled secretively away from the mainland. Yet up close, the properties, built to resemble American plantation houses and crumbling Georgian manors, dispelled this illusion of secrecy. They loomed large, like spectral grey sentries guarding their land. On Crow Island, people had whispered to me back home, real magic lurked just below the surface. Wealth seeped from the place like honey. They said that it had a reputation, that here the law looked the other way. My mother hadn't wanted me to come, but I'd pleaded, surprising both of us. It was my father's final request, which felt vital somehow, and I was compelled in a way I never had been before. They had wanted me to do this, to travel to a place I had never been, to sort through and sell his belongings, although I had hardly known him. And I had thought I could do it. I thought at least I should try. I was no longer sure. I had never been away from home, had never slept anywhere but the squat back bedroom in the little stone terrace house I shared with my mother. The thought was both light and sharp. I inhaled a lungful of the salty ocean air, which tasted different here than it did back home, and reassured myself that I could be brave. Crow Island might be haunted, but it couldn't be much different than the rest of England had been since the war, life trudging on despite the ghosts. I would be fine. In the harbour, the final traces of Whitby drained away. There was no mum to guide me. There were no familiar street corners to remind me of the sunny afternoons with Sam and Bee. There was not even to be the routine of the shop, of cosy evenings by the fire, or Sunday afternoons visiting the gallery in town. It was an unwritten story. I had never felt so much freedom, or felt so timid. There was a car waiting for me by the harbour office, a swanky hay burner unlike anything I'd ever dreamed of driving, with a paper slip bearing my name tied to the steering wheel. I approached hesitantly, placing my palm flat against the sun-warmed metal. It felt, for a second, like I could feel the heartbeat of the island, the same thundering under my skin I sometimes swore I could feel when I scavenged shiny polished stones on the beach back home. I pulled my sweating palm back and glanced around nervously. The harbour had long since emptied and I couldn't see another soul. The office loomed ahead, its windows mirrored by the sun. In the letter I had received before leaving, I'd been told I would have to go inside to collect the key for my father's car but some force held me locked in place. It wasn't the office itself that scared me, more the idea that once I had the key. What then? I stood for a minute, watching the occasional clouds scud across the dark glass of the office windows. Two minutes. Five. My thoughts trickled towards my father. I should be more upset by his death, but I was almost indifferent.
Perhaps I was being harsh. Perhaps he had loved Mam once, but she had never said. She had shared her surname as if even the suggestion of his love was painful for her. I almost preferred to think that he had never loved her. After all, what kind of man would abandon his wife and newborn daughter for an island? Still, this was my inheritance, money that could mean everything for Mam and me. The sun beat down on my shoulders, and I was hot and impatient with myself. Sam would have thought I was silly. B would laugh if she saw me. But Sam wasn't here, and B was probably still angry with me. My irritation grew. A roaring sound began inside my ears, the same sound I always heard when a panic came on, like ocean waves, like drowning. I closed my eyes, squeezing them tight, blocking out the sensation of swirling water that clogged my mind. <laughs>